Uh, it's out of tune. Let's do it anyway. Hello. Maybe one day I should record the intro music so that uh, when I'm having an off day, all the guitars out of tune, um, I don't have to worry about that kind of thing because I could drop it into the show. Hello. This is your host. This is your leader speaking, Christopher, and this is the show. It's called Whatever. What's the time, huh? I am here recording live which means I'm recording at the moment of this recording. I'm recording live in the dark room. Uh, it is, according to my watch, it's uh, 7.33, let's say. Ooh, yeah, it's correct. I'm just verifying that on my computer. So today is Sunday. It's smack bang in the middle of my week and smack bang in the middle of your weekend. Basically at the end of your weekend, really, if I'm really examining things. Um, we're off to a flying start here. There's a cold beer in my hand and a cold coffee in my belly. It's a weird mix. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but I had to have both at once. I had to shotgun them. Double barrel shotgun, you know. Break it over your elbow. Load one barrel up with coffee and one barrel up with furfy beer. Because that's the beer I like. That's One day this is going to be my my local white trash beer. It'll be furfy, but for the moment, it's all the rage. Or at least it was four or five years ago when it came out. I'm sure I'm sure the hype's gone down. What am I talking about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, let me just straighten up my mic here. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, this podcast exists to clear the slate. And by that, I mean um, I'm kind of clearing off things I just I, I wanted to mention on the show. Dumb little things. And then I'm going to work on doing another show. Because I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, it's a transitional time in my life and in many of you, many of yours, yours lives. Um, Melbourne, Australia has started to unlock. <laughs> Open the gates! Bring the drawbits down! And the mainsail! So these are the grounds of the fertile land that I once laid my eyes upon when I was a youth. Fields of green poppy fields. Woodland, virgin acreage. Wolves playing amongst the butterflies, raising their young to hunt the fertile antelope that once sprang these lands. Once to mine eye, because mine eye was not cast upon this land for some time. The antelope continued, and I went and was shut away in my hovel where disease reigned. Those were dark times, but now comes the renaissance. And man is once less, once again, let forth. To do what? To get on the beers? That's what I'm doing. Uh, okay. 
I always hoped uh I always hoped uh Melbourne Premier Dan Andrews he kind of talks like this. He's very he's very uh he's very sort of straight down the line, very sincere sounding. Well at least more than your average politician. Um he's sort of I don't care what your situation is. We've got to lock down. We've got to save lives. Look, now is not a time to be worrying about where you're going for holiday. Get over it. There's bigger things at play right now, okay? You can't just go out and party. You can't go out and you see your friends. You can't go out and go to a job where you make money. All right? You've got to stay in your home, cross-legged, watching yoga videos. Okay? (laughs) The case numbers are down, and I'm grateful for that. All right. Don't get on the beers. Um, I wish he'd. I wish he would have released uh, a press conference saying, "Look, <laughs> it's been a long wait. Now I want each and every Australian, that includes the young ones, just to go out and just get on those fucking beers. Look, I don't care if you've got study on. I don't care if your thesis is due tomorrow. I don't care if you've got a job interview. I want you to go out and I want you to get munted. It's it's not about you." It's for the greater good. Go out there, stimulate the economy, tip back a couple of cold ones or six. I don't care if you're a recovering alcoholic. Just get out there. Maybe drive a little. <laughs> Who's to know? To be honest, there's not enough cops to catch you all if you all do it. I'll have my back turned for 24 hours. Just drink, drive a little bit. Just promise me you'll be careful and you'll keep your eyes on the road. Just don't text, all right? That's too many things. You'll crash your car, okay? Congratulations, go out, get on the D floor, snog a hottie with her consent, of course, or at least, you know, if her her that make that eye contact with her and so you know she's kinda into it. And then maybe plant one on her, and if she resists, just stop, okay? We don't need a bunch of sexual assault cases tonight. It's not about that. It's not about you. <laughs> that would have been fun, right? Just exactly the same tone. Exactly the same tone, but just telling you to go out and party. <laughs> we need a we need a stage an epic rager, all right. I repeat, epic rager. Okay, I want neighbours to be hammering on walls, telling everyone to shut up. I want subwoofers to be blowing out my eardrums from two suburbs away. Okay, I won't be satisfied until I see those numbers. Until my hearing doctor comes at me, shakes his head, and says. You've lost 16 decibels in the past fortnight. All right, now go out there and tie one on, Australians. I gotta stop this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it forever. It's it's fun. It's fun to me. If you heard the man's voice, you might have appreciated that. If you want to, chances are, if you're one of my six listeners, you probably are Australian and you know that voice. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. The only man that I know is me. <laughs> You're you're not men. You're not charismatic. Um, the only man doing an impression of Dan Andrews is me. The whatever show was first on the scene. Here at whatever we've been with you through hard times and through good times, and we look forward to being with you for many years more. Uh, all right. What do I want to talk about today? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to podcast. Oh, I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you something I did. I um, I met my nephew. 
I met him. His name is Leo. <laughs> uh, he looks a bit like me. He looks like my side of the family. Got little blue eyes. Little chubby cheeks. Just like that whole, just like my whole family. Um, he woke up and my tired, tired sister um, brought him over to me and placed him on my knee and put his um, head on my elbow or something. I don't know. The way women hold babies is scary to me. They just use like one hand and slightly twist it around the baby and kind of grab it by the ankle and then use their elbow to tuck the baby's head. And the baby's wriggling, but they've just, they've just got it. And they're just like texting with the other hand or whatever. Never seen a lady drop a baby, so um, I think they've got it, but um, I would put some kind of security on it. I'd put a second hand on that baby. And so I've got a nice picture of me holding this little thing. The impression I got was that um, he was a little ball of muscle. He was all neck, this kid. He's just pushing his whole body around. Like that. Um, like a little gremlin. Uh, with his neck. Just just lifting himself up with his neck. And pushing his head back. And um, He's heavy, you know, he's compact. He's muscular and compact. Like corned beef. If you can guess what show that's from, you have earned a gold star. I felt muscular and compact, like corned beef. That's a good one. It's a good one, okay? It's a good show, but uh, no one watched it. It's a deep cut. So, yeah, he was like a muscly little shot put. Like a fleshy shot put. He had that steel ball weight, you know, very heavy. I found out later he was full of shit. You know, he lies about everything. He's a liar, this baby. No, he actually uh, just shat everywhere. It was like... It was... I'm not proud, but it was funny. He just shat everywhere. Not on me, luckily. I didn't have to deal with that. It looked like a... Uh, it kind of looked like a nursery exploded in my sister's beautiful, modern, grey house that she owns. And, you know, you know when I say grey, I don't mean sad. I mean, it's literally grey. Um... Gray is the color. I think one day we're going to look back at all the pictures of our uh, of our trendy lives and go, well, what were we thinking? Our 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 houses were the color were the colors of naval ships, just gray. Ooh. I feel like it maybe was cool for five seconds, and paint. I don't know if you know this, but paint is basically permanent. You have to paint over it. One day there'll just be a fleet of grey houses out there and people go, oh, not that shit. That shit from 50 years ago, the grey houses. Oh, God, Dad, can't we buy a more expensive house? Please. This is all we could afford since your mama divorced me and gave you to me as well for some reason. We have to live in one of them grey houses from 50 years ago. Dad, duh. Any house worth its salt is hot pink. By the way, I live in I live in a house that has been painted pink. Like the interior of every room is pink. Whose idea was that? Every time you turn on a light here, it looks like a butcher's window. I'm not a piece of delicious looking meat that's actually stale. And has been I don't want that pink light bouncing around. It's just pink enough 
that you don't quite realize it's pink when you look at it, but there's just a, a poor quality to the light around you. You dope. You boob. Painted your house. Elef, you know, Dumbo Nightmare Pink. Ugh. Ugh to you. It's bubblegum. We're working fervently here to slowly re... <laughs> fervently to slowly paint the house. Like, you know, an off-white, a yellow. Something that something that brightens the place up a bit. That's a bit more timeless. <sighs> Look, if you have a baby girl... Or a baby boy who you decide is going to be is going to be uh, really enlightened. Um, paint his room pink, but just don't paint every other room pink, please. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you agree with me. This is what therapy's like. You talk to to basically no one, someone who's pretending to listen, and um, you kind of act like they agree with you, or you just or you hear nothing from them. As they as they glance up from their phone, and then you agree with yourself audibly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and then you pay them the money. But it's worth it. <laughs> this podcast doesn't cost me anything to make. But the the the, the just the level of get off your chesticisms, I get to I get to experience from the show. Oh my god. I can't talk today. I can't talk today on an audio podcast. I hope you're happy. <laughs> what do I have to talk about today, huh? I've only been talking for 15 minutes. Let's keep it going. This is this is the clear the slate episode, okay? We're clearing out the old and we're, we're an anticipating for the new. Well, I'm going to harvest the new. I'm going to go out there consciously, think of the new stuff. And I'm gonna bring it into the show. But for now, I'm just I'm just cleaning out some dusty old cupboards and holding up some little dust bunnies I find in there and going, look at this. Remember this? Remember this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't need that anymore. <laughs> just throw it away. You know, you know what was fun um the other day? Is I'm I'm holding it now. Hang on, do you hear this? That very plasticky sound is the sound of me unsheathing. A hunting knife. A hunting knife with a blade much bigger than my hand. It's heavy. The blade is painted black. I'm a dangerous man. It's it's a f I know it's weird, alright? I know. But it's a it's a fun thing. It's just a fun thing. It's it's really useful and really nice to have a nice thing. And what I have is a really nice hunting knife that I can use to slice bread. Um, open letters. I open a letter. I open a letter with this huge, like you know, you know, you know, crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. It's it actually is kind of like that knife. It's not actually quite as big because that thing is like that. That's basically a machete. So he's kind of wrong. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's a machete, man. <laughs> oh, so it is. You got me. Trick question, eh? <laughs> You've won a machete. <laughs> that should be what the movie is. But I got this huge knife, and I also learned how to sharpen them, so it's very sharp. And um, I received a letter in the post, and I opened it with this knife. Just pop the pop the tip of the knife under, and <laughs> peeled it open, and and uh, 
out dropped my subscription to Melbourne Melbourne Zoo News Magazine. Melbourne Zoo Magazine. I used a hunting knife. I was like, ah, I've received a letter in the post. What could, what the hell could it be? <laughs> ah, it's my Melbourne Zoo Magazine. <laughs> oh, let's have a look here. <laughs> let's see what the, what the main article with these chaps is. Fearless Fowl. A group of eight critically endangered plains wanderers have been released into the wild. Well, good for them. Soon they'll be multiplying. Ha ha ha. And then I sheave my sheave my knife and light another cigar. These fowls look positively common. No wonder they get snatched up by foxes and hungry poachers. They look like ground-dwelling lazy chicken. So it's actually a very boring. Oh, the zebras in the back. Zebras? Zebras? Um, yeah, what a boring uh, article. Um, I get this magazine about the zoos because... Oh, there's a cute picture of a kangaroo hiding in the shrub. Um, I get this magazine because I uh, I am a member of the zoo, and which means I get to go whenever I want for free. It's worth it. Just drop like $100 once, and uh, then you can just walk around the zoo like it's a park, which I think is nice. I don't know why more people don't do it. I guess because you can't bring drinks and sit down on the ground and just get crunk. I'm sure you could just do it on the deal. Let's put this knife away before I keep waving it around and I have an accident. P poke my eye out. Wouldn't you love that show? Let's click it up into the sheath here. Oh yeah, it's nice. I broadcast live uh, in front of a live studio audience of uh, three knives and ten watches. Watches. Knives. Wait, wait. Oh, it didn't make the good noise. This is the, this is the flick knife where it, the, the blade flies open if you hit your thumb on it right. Ooh. <sighs> anyway, that's what that's what I that's some things that I have. I have a lot of random stuff. I have also have uh, an old Coke bottle, um, some Matchbox cars, a Japanese toaster from the seventies which I don't use, um, a mouth organ, uh, a lava lamp. Um, a couple of typewriters. You might say I, I like old things. I like I like how instead of you using a computer for uh, every little thing, we used to build these machines with millions of little parts, and they'd be very pleasurable to use when you go back and use them. But that's boring. We'll talk about that some other time. This is not what's on the slate. I'll tell you what is on the slate. The invention. The, the 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 conception, if you will, of the Pyramid of Giza, the world's greatest pyramid, I think. So I was sitting there in a greasy spoon with uh with Ramesses the fourth, and uh you know, we've had a big one and it's about three in the morning, you know, in uh, Egypt. And uh he's he's doodling something on a napkin and some birds coming around and taking our orders for orange juice and coffee and flapjacks and that. And I look over that drawing, and I say to him, Rami, you should build this. And you know what that was? It was the Pyramid of Giza. He'd drawn it, a giant triangle that you could view from all angles, and it was still a triangle, and it had dead, dead geysers inside. But you know, I mean, it was a crazy time. 
who's going to build it, I thought. And he said, people who don't want to build pyramids, just uh, slaves and maybe some contracted workers. I mean, depending on who's telling the history. And that's how the Pyramid of Giza got made. Moving on. Clear that off the slate. Hang on, let me just click. Backspace, 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 backspace. That's off there. Let's work that into a conversation. He isn't. I don't want to do that. What's the deal? What's the deal with glowworms? Why do they glow? <laughs> you see what I mean by clearing the slate? Now you've learned the horrible truth. You've tuned in here for a bunch of. This is a. This is like the cutting room floor of like a joke factory. It's not good, but I. I feel like I need to get beyond. I don't know. Let's just find a way to. Let's just. Let's just get through it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. The show's called Whatever. Whatever. Okay? And I'm still Christopher, last I checked. So it's my show and I run it. I'm typing in glowworms into DuckDuckGo. I don't like the way he hesitated before he said DuckDuckGo. I think he Googles things and tries to act cool. <laughs> no, I actually use DuckDuckGo. Uh, all right, it's, I'll tell you what. That's, the thing about using DuckDuckGo is you don't always find what you're looking for. You just like search something up and it's like, what? What? It's like DuckDuckGo is like a dumb kid in like a high school class, but who you can, who you can rely on in a, in a weird way. Like he won't tell your secrets. You'll be like, you know, um, um, uh, John, last, uh, last summer I, I kissed a boy and we both liked it. And he'd be like, what? I don't, I don't have any results for that. Uh, but I'm not going to tell anyone about it, man. You can trust me. Like, I'll just keep that one to myself. That's DuckDuckGo. All right? So get on it. <laughs> he's, a, he's a reliable friend who doesn't always know things. We all, we've all had that friend. <laughs> Whereas Google, who's, what kind of person is Google with their search engine? Oh, they're a real know-it-all. They're a real know-it-all. They're like, uh, did you mean... Did you mean Billy Eyelash? Not Eilish, not Eyelash. Did you mean Billy Eyelash? Fine. Maybe I did. Also including results for Billy Eyelash. Just in case you weren't looking for Billy Eyelash. All right. Real know-it-all, and also a real blabbermouth. Just shares your information with everyone. Oh, by the way, how's the uh, how's the fungal infection going? I heard you were a little worried about it. Yeah, Google told me. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Google. I just I thought that was bet- oh oh I'm sorry I didn't we didn't we didn't agree we didn't agree to have for me not to tell anyone like I didn't. Like, you didn't actually ask me to keep it a secret? I thought because you were telling me, you just tell anyone. No, I just, I, I just thought it was, I just thought that things I said between you and me didn't get repeated. I just thought it was our own little experience. Oh, well, maybe next time, like, you should, like, have something on paper and, like, maybe, maybe then I'll agree to it. Otherwise, I don't want to hear your secrets. Okay. Also, where do you live? Is this your home address? Because I've guessed it's your home address. Yeah. Shut up. Glowworms. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this in a voice like Jeremy Clarkson. 
Glowworm, or glowworm, there's a dash in there, is the common name for various groups of insect larvae and adult larva-form females that glow through bioluminescence. They include the European common glowworm and other members of the Lampridae, but bioluminescence also occurs in the families of I don't I don't want to like of words I can't even bloody pronounce. It's it's rubbish. It's a car, but also a glowworm. It goes from naught to sixty in the time you could hit your grandma's face with a cricket bat. It costs only £25,000. Why do they glow? Why do they glow? It's not helping me. Why do glowworms glow? This is this is a question for Google. Hey Google, why why do why do glowworms glow? Um, glowworms actually glow because of this. I'm glad you asked me. I know everything. Also, now everyone is gonna know that you asked me questions about the chatterbox. Why do they glow? Why do they glow? Why do they glow? Why do they glow? Glowworms. Why? <laughs> Glowworms. Why do they glow? Why do they glow? See, I'm asking DuckDuckGo. Facts about glowworms. Hmm. Oh. They construct snares made from silk threads and sticky droplets to capture and eat the insects attracted to their glow. That's a pretty good reason to glow. That's, yeah, okay. Hmm. Oh, it's a lure. Well, there you go. Because here's the thing. Once upon a time, when I was not quite a boy, not quite a man, closer to that age, I was still at shitting your pants age, but not quite at talking to the ladies age, if you know what I mean. I was kind of... I was capable of both a little bit. Um, I I went with my family to uh, some spot in Queensland or something, and um, we went swimming in the swimming hole. Um, in the pools were made of rock. Uh, in this river, and you would swim up to a waterfall. And swim behind the waterfall, and then behind the waterfall, there was a cavern. And maybe there was a boardwalk inside there as well, that you could walk. Or maybe I'm confl conflating two different places, but inside this cavern was also rock. It was a rocky cavern. And it was dark enough that you could see glowworms dotting the ceiling of this cavern. They had that green bioluminescent glow to them. And they were wriggling about. And someone said, oh, those are glowworms. And I thought, glowworms? I didn't even know they were real. But what else was there was um, small birds just flying from glow to glow and snapping up these glowworms and eating them. And I thought, 
why the hell do glowworms glow if the birds are going to eat them and be able to spot them right away? And now I know is apparently it's some kind of level playing field where they get insects ensnared in their their sticky, you know, sp spit drool like the kid from like the kid from uh Big Daddy where you, where you can drool and like it can touch the floor and you'll slip it back up again. Except he's catching insects. So there's a reference. Yeah, he can drool. That was a terrible Adam Sandler. I think I'll put that one in the back burner for the next two years. You know how he laughs? I go under here first to make it cleaner. I make it soft and smooth. Can't really do it. Can't really do it. Um Yeah, so now I've figured it out. And I guess it's it's like it's like what goes on in the back in my backyard. Um the plants grow and then there's these little these little worms, they eat the leaves of the plants, and then the birds go to the leaves and eat the bugs off the leaves, and so everything is in balance, and then maybe a a cat takes out like a hundred birds, and then there's a problem because there shouldn't be so many cats. Because of all our garbage that they can eat. Or all the garbage that the rats eat that they can eat, and then the, that's the that's the food chain. It's the cycle. It's the balance. I think if there weren't so many cats in uh, big cities, there'd be a rat problem, right? Like that's a that's a whole thing. There's even an ecosystem in the big concrete jungle. Think about that for a second. It really makes you think about what? Well, about balance. What about balance? Well. There could always be more cats or more rats. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would be something. Reach in the pouring mama. Reach in the pouring. Alright, glowworms goes off the board. Off the slate. Glowworms. Backspace, 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 backspace. There we go. How much fluid left in my beer? This is sad. This concerns us <laughs> luckily there's more in the fridge you know when you come home from a hard days at work and there's no beer in the fridge it's on the shelf and uh, uh sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna try not to talk too intimately into the microphone because i've i've been i've been told i do that a bit too much and also that i that i say something and then i say something and then i say it like intimately like for a second time like to confirm my own point these are one of these is one of the pitfalls of um of podcasting alone is you get stuck and also with wearing headphones because it kind of sounds neat to you but I'm sure people don't want me to come up really close to the microphone too often and to hear what the inside of my mouth sounds like when I'm speaking intimately to you you don't want that so let's just not do that anymore okay um what was I talking about <sighs> I've forgotten doesn't matter I'm just gonna let that one go. Ah, fidget. I dropped a pick. All right. Um, I watched. I watched this. Uh, my friend showed me this thing a while ago, and it was like, um, it was like one of those instructional videos. So it was like, how, how, how silicon, how a silicon chip, how a how a computer chip gets made. You know, and they have all of the electronic music. This was a. There are a lot of like instructional videos 
and television programs that came out in like the 90s and early 2000s. They had all these cheesy electronic songs sort of playing along to them. And there was always like a sort of a muffled voice going uh, like, The molten silicon is then passed along a series of conveyor belts where it is then cooled by a special man with cold breath. This process is called tempering. And, uh, yeah, let's, let me give you an example. Like, let me give you a, I'm just going to place an example of the music. This is going to be an Alan Parsons Project song, which I always thought sounded like... This song, even though it's by the Alan Parsons Project, I always thought it sounded like... It always <laughs> sounded like the song that would go to, like, a How It's Made video. Alan Parsons Project... Ammonia Avenue. All right, it's called Pipeline. Here we go. Let's just do. Let's do a. Let's do this live. But I hear many of you wondering, how does a computer chip get made? Well, it all starts in the silicon foundry. <laughs> when a shipload of silicon arrives on shore at Geneva, Switzerland. Geneva, Switzerland is selected for its neutrality and its fine banks, and even finer chocolate. But that's a video for a second video. <laughs> the molten chocolate, I mean silicon, I'm sorry, just thinking about chocolate now. Where's the nearest chocolate shop? Where's the, where's the nearest chocolate shop? I'm doing the silicon read right now, but I could really use some chocolate. I've got low blood pressure, you see, and a good pe- oh, what? Whatever. Just bring me some. Bring me some before the day is out. I'm recording a How It's Made video. <laughs> Start the track again. But how is silicon made? Well, it all starts in Geneva, Switzerland. Actually, could you put a beeline on that chocolate? I don't... I don't think I can wait. I'm very hungry. I missed my meal last night. My wife kicked me out because... I'm sleeping with you, aren't I? Miss Madam Engineer. I, sh I sure am, Mrs. Mr. Howard Gets Made voiceover man. I'm going to make your voice extra sweet today. Because you're leaving your wife, ain't you? Sure I am, Trixie. Sure I am. All right, roll the track back again. <laughs> Dies of... Two-ton dyes of silicon are loaded via forklift from a container ship in Geneva, Switzerland, where there is definitely a thriving bay. And ships can come in. They come in where that big fountain is. You know the one. The one that squirts high up into the sky. Just demonstrating how neutral everything is. There's lots of hiking in Switzerland. The, the blocks! The dyes of silicon are taken where they are melted down and spun at over 38,000 RPM. This process is called franchising. The franchise dies are then put on a conveyor belt, where they are punched with a serial code and manufacture. A laser carefully cuts a computer chip out of these dies. One die can make over 90 million computer chips, and that's just how many are produced every single year in Geneva, Switzerland. They are passed along a bay and hit with radio waves. It's important that no stray hair or contaminants gets into 
the silicon chips, for this will ruin their electrolysis. It's like that, right? And then um, the, the whole the whole thing with the uh, the whole thing with the silicon chips was that um, in the factory in the silicon in the silicon foundry, um, the uh, they, they could there couldn't be any contamination. There couldn't be any hairs or dust particles flying around because it would ruin the computer chip. It has to be a very clean space, even though it's a factory. Okay. And so uh, I was watching this, and then you know they were showing how the computer chip get made, and then, and then it it comes out at the very end in this pristine process. And then I would joke that um, the finished computer chip is then passed to Vinny, who spits on a rag and polishes the chip with a dirty old rag next to a car getting its oil changed. Yeah, I polished a lot of silicon in my days. If you got a if you got a Dell computer, there's a, there's a chance that your computer chip's gone through my factory. How do I do it without contaminating? That's a trade secret. I got my oily rag here. I got I got my coffee. I'm Vinny, the silicon polisher, and I got my spit rag here. All right, that's done. Let's clear that off the board. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Backspace, backspace. All right, no more Vinny polishing the silicon in the silicon factory. This podcast could be called The Clean Slate, and it's just about me clearing a slate full of ideas. That's how I talk to people as well, by the way. When I have a conversation with someone, I... I it's kind of like, your call is important to us. There are 15 people waiting ahead of you. Please hold. Um, was that, with that same music playing? And every time the voice interjects every five seconds, the song starts again. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, it's a bit like that because um, I'm just ideas are popping into my head and I have to speak them all because they all seem brilliant. And and like I'll miss out if I don't say them. I got I got FOMO. I got fear of missing out. And so there's that whispering again. Um. So I just end up with this huge backlog, this queue in my task manager, this big queue of things I want to say in this conversation. And so I have to steer the conversation back to what the topic was before because I feel like there's not enough time to interject them. I want to talk too much, more than my allotted fair share in a conversation. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to do that one. Because uh, I have no connection to whatever that meant on that on the board there, so let's just delete that. You know what? Let's leave it. Let's leave it for later. I'll have to retype it now. There we go. Fascinating. Do you know that a hundred percent of the profits generated by the whatever with Christopher podcast are generated by you, the listener? What? Yes. Every month, over twelve dollars gets generated in this multi-dollar industry called whatever with christopher studios your donation will help employ over one person me christopher <laughs> pledge pledge to the the company so you can keep great great programming quality programming such as whatever with christopher on the air for years to come whenever he feels like it more than once a week Sometimes lots of times in the week. Sometimes once or twice. But it's always a bit too much for your ears. Uh, yeah, actually, I do have a Patreon. And um, 
if you go to patreon.com or whatever it's called and um, search in whatever with Christopher, you type that in, you can actually donate to this cause. And uh, I'm looking to buy a nice set of chimes, musical grade, mind you. You know, I got to select these myself. I need some high quality musicians chimes. I want them to be at least the quality of a 90s or late 90s R&B song. Maybe it's like some adult contemporary song. You know, like at the end of Disney movies where they'd play the adult contemporary version of the main song? Tale as old as time. <laughs> you know, with that snare, that hat hit or whatever, the, the drum beat. And, then, and there'd always be a woman echoing in a saxophone. Sun is all this rhyme, beauty and the beast. Tale is all this time. Yeah, the adult contemporary version. All right, the chimes have to be that good, and so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm blowing your uh, your money on. Um, but anyway, anyway, that's there's my plug for my own program. So um, there you go. Also, uh, if you feel like having your email read on the show, because I do enjoy uh, interfacing with you on some level, on some small level at this moment, um, via email, email me at whateverwithchristopher at gmail dot com. That's whatever with Christopher, one word at gmail.com and I will read it even if it's just a stream of anti-semitic abuse I'm not sure why you would send that because I as far as I'm concerned I'm not Jewish even though I had that I had that scare two years ago no um I did actually think I might be Jewish um ancestrally but uh I don't think that's the case (laughs) imagine imagine calling potential Jewishness a scare oh we had a scare last year we thought we were Jewish that's terrible. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sorry. All right, moving on. Um, and uh, let me read one such emails. I've received one from Sandwich Man, who's a uh, avid listener of the program. He listens on the way home from work, which was always my fantasy, to have someone listen on their way home from work in their car. That means I've really made it. All right, so Sandwich Man writes, Dear Casey. No, he writes, Good morning, Christopher. You son of a bitch. Hey, this is a family program, sir. I'm deleting your email. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Good morning, Christopher. You son of a bitch. I was at work and in... Ugh, I can't... My, my, my vision isn't isn't focusing. I'm too, I'm too tired I'm, and I'm in the dark room. Good morning, Christopher. You son of a bitch. I was at work and in the Bing. The best search engine known to mankind, he writes in, in, uh, in brackets. I thought you were in. I thought that means that meant you were in the strip club in the Sopranos. He's at the Bing. <laughs> I was down at the fucking Bing, and this guy comes in and starts shooting his mouth off. So I slap him around a little bit, and I'm like, "Oh, you're in the Bing. This is a classy establishment. We got broads to get their tits out. What the fuck you doing?" That's what they called it. It was called Butter Bing, <laughs> or and they called it the Bing. Let's go down to the Bing. Have a whiskey. It's not every day you have a fucking baby. Oh, I don't know, Tony. I don't know, Tony. I don't want to go to no christening at the Bing. What's wrong with the Bing? Oh. Oh. You're being very disrespectful right now. All right. I was at work, and can you believe that, um... Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, you know, the short guy. The short guy who's in those mob movies. (laughs) He was in Goodfellas, and he was one of the burglars in uh, Home Alone. I can't believe he was never in The Sopranos. Maybe because The Sopranos, in a way, was kind of a ripoff of The Goodfellas. 
Does anyone else think that, or is that just is that just me? Anyway, I was at work and in the. <laughs> Good morning, Christopher. You son of a bitch. I was at work and I was in the Bing, the best fucking strip club known to man. Best set of tits you've ever seen. Oh, um, Gabagoo. In the Bing, the best search engine known to mankind. Newsfeed, and I saw the link about working titles for old movies. It took me a second to work out how to read the different movie titles because I'm a hopeless boomer in a 30-year-old's body. <sighs> you use that new word that everyone uses, and it made me laugh. I'd rather call you a hopeless boner in a 30-year-old's body. That'd be funnier to me. But boomer, and it made me laugh. Okay. I'm a hopeless boomer in a 30-year... I can't use the internet. Ah. Surf on over. I'm old enough that um, people used to say, surf the net. <laughs> Surf on over to www.bigm.com.au Slash competition. Type that into your web address very slowly. Don't, don't, don't get the slash wrong or else you won't be directed there. Now, no matter what you type in, you can just mash the keyboard and it'll just correct to whatever your website was. It just reads your mind, man. All right. You can click through the images like slides. Enjoy. All right. Thanks, Sandwich Man. Give me some free content here. Content. I did it again. Damn it. He's right. All right, here we go. Rejected movie titles for 25 popular films. This is some real BuzzFeed titles. All right, I got to do it like a BuzzFeed article, okay? We've all watched movies, whether it's with a bucket of popcorn or just eating dinner at home. We all love to see our favorite movie stars reprise roles that aren't actually them. That, In that spirit of things, here's the top 25 list of Rejected movie titles for 25 popular films. But first, why don't you check out over a separate of this website? Don't you hate those BuzzFeed? Talk about long-winded. Am I really? All right. Rejected movie titles for 25 popular films. Oh, look, they're doing it. Look, here's the, here's the preamble. Casual moviegoers might not realize the amount of revision that goes into a film before it's released for audience consumption. <sighs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you the favor now of moving on from this bit. How, I mean, how obvious it is. Yes, they come up with a title and then they change it. Because if a movie's called Naked Lunch, maybe it's not Naked or Lunch, the whole Simpsons joke, you know. You know when the when the kids sneak into the movie and watch Naked Lunch, and they look they look out at the marquee. Uh, that's that's for you uh, young people. That's the place where they put the title of the movie outside. They look out at the marquee. I believe that's what it's called. And the kid goes, "I can think of at least two things wrong with that movie title." <laughs> there's no naked and there's no lunch. It's funny. All right, there. Oh, this thing's called Stacker. So I'm guessing that's kind of a BuzzFeed thing. So let's just. Keep going. All right. How do I find the list that just adds after adds after adds? I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. It's just a never-ending list. Gosh. How do I actually... Oh, do I have to hit the, the scroll to the right? No, that's not it. Oh, Sandwich Man. Oh, there's the slide. All right. I click on, I click on Michael J. Fox there. Is that what I do? The Decal Comedy. Actual title, Parasite. Parasite. Okay, well, I don't, I don't care about that. Who cares? Next one. 
Red Sun, Black Sand. Actual title: Letter, Letters from Iwo Jima. I don't. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> These aren't very interesting. Slusho. Actual title: Cloverfield. You know that monster movie that I kind of like. Why is it called Slusho? Is that just a working title? Boring. Boring, boring, boring. See, again, these listicle people are the most boring people on the planet. And I can talk. I run a podcast that... Called whatever. That's an ad. Let's move on from that. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Actual title, Blade Runner. Well, that is a bit... Uh, that's more zazzy. I mean, are you going to see a movie called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And they're like, what's that about? It's about, it's about a movie about a man who hunts down robots. Or is he a man? In the future. <laughs> is this test... Are you testing whether or not I'm a replicant? Or whether or not I'm a lesbian, Deckard? Just sit your pretty ass down and answer the questions, bimbo. And stop smoking. It actually does interfere with the test. I can't see your eyeball. You might find that funny if you've seen the movie Blade Runner. <sighs> okay, well, everyone knows that one. Next. Story of your life. Actual title, Arrival. I, f I feel like I've got nothing to add to these. The Tribal Rights of new of the New Saturday Night. Actual title, Saturday Night Fever. Alright, that makes sense. Moving on. Not tonight, Josephine. Actual title, Some Like It Hot. Boring. Scary movie. Actual title, Scream. Okay, there was a, and there was a movie called Scary Movie that had bits of Scream in it, right? Interesting. Ironically, given to the comedy film that parodied, parodied it in 2000, the film's original title, Scary Movie, was meant to reflect the metatextual nature of the narrative and the character's love of horror films. All right, not bad. Stacker. Not half bad. That's another ad. Collaborate at speed with Business Fiber. Business Fiber. If you need to poop before your four o'clock meeting, you need Business Fiber. It makes you race to the toilet less than 30 seconds after consuming 40 of these tablets. Business Fiber. Watch out, person who's on the toilet right now. Someone else is going to sit on your lap and poop through your legs. Business Fiber. That's actually an internet company. But they called it Business Fiber. It just doesn't seem right. When you've got serious business to do, take Business Fiber. Have you ever wanted to schedule your poops? Business Fiber! What are you doing pooping at random intervals, you loser? When there's Business Fiber. Paradox. Actual title, Back to the Future 2. Well, of course, why do they... How could they have changed, called it Paradox? The, it's, it's becoming a successful... You can't, just, you can't just give a movie the new name. It's too risky. Oh, I didn't know Paradox was the Back to the Future sequel. Hmm. They were, oh, apparently they're going to combine the, the second one and the third one. The Western one and the future one into one movie. But then it was deemed to be too expensive, so it got split into two different movies, which I guess means two different movie tickets, so you can justify the extra cost. Interesting. It's a working title. I don't want to hear the working titles. Everyone knows that working titles, like 
they're just they're just given that. They just they oh, so stupid. Here we go. Here's a good one. Three thousand actual title. Pretty woman. Mm, why was it called three thousand? Because I've slept with over three thousand women. Does that shock you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Was that a good Richard Gear? Three thousand women. I can't believe it. <laughs> He's always just kind of speaking quietly and through a smile, with his eyes half closed and his mouth barely moving. I've had intercourse with over six thousand women. That's the sequel to three thousand. It's six thousand. I'm 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 dying. I can't I can't have any more sex. I'm gonna die. There's too many women. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna watch that movie again. I haven't seen that for a while. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. Big big mistake. Huge. All right. I wanted to I wanted to do the that's the famous scene from Pretty Woman when uh she goes into an expensive clothing shop with uh with her temporary boyfriend's um credit card and uh and the snobby uh store clerk acts snobby to her and she's like that dress is very expensive. I suggest you try JCPenney or a Kmart, you know? And she's snobby to her and then she leaves and she's all upset. And she goes downtown and buys a bunch of stuff from another expensive shop because they're nice to her. And then she comes back to the expensive shop with all these bags and stuff. And she's like, she's like, I just bought all this stuff at this shop. You could have made a huge commission. Big mistake. Huge. Pretty woman. Um, yeah, I wanted to do that because I went to a t-shirt shop. I guess they don't work in commission there, especially here in Australia. You just this is why everyone everyone who serves you in Australia kind of sucks because they're not getting paid for the sales they make. They're just getting paid no matter what. Okay, so I went to a t-shirt shop and I started asking about the size, and they were kind of just the guy. The guy there was such a douchebag. He was kind of like he's kind of like it's right there. Like he was just like like uh, obvious, uh, duh, like to me about everything, and I didn't I didn't. I don't, I'm not used to shopping. I'm this. I'm a simple dude who wears simple clothes and makes clothes last a long time and looks like shit most of the time. All right. And I am a six foot four tall, with with the soul of a one foot man. Uh, you know, I was self conscious and I I feel I feel stupid and ugly and dumb and childish and and not important most of the time. Okay, there's all secret. And um. And I felt bad. I felt I felt small in that moment. The t-shirt salesman made me feel small. And so I uh I I sort of, you know, had a I sort of looked over and vaguely touched one of the t-shirts, and then I turned and I walked out of the shop and I came back to my friend. And she was like, You didn't buy any shirts? And I was like, Oh the, no, the t-shirt man was rude to me. <laughs> he mean to me. I didn't want to shop there. I felt I felt what I felt seen. <laughs> Okay, we can shop somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to shop there. I'll shop somewhere else. Get ice cream. <laughs> Get a big ice cream. Two ice creams. And eventually, I went to uh, another 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 location of that same t-shirt shop, and I was like, and they were like, oh, how can we help you? And I was like, the other guy was rude, and mean to me. And they were like, I think I, I think we know. I know who that guy is. You're safe here. And I, <laughs> such a baby. And um, I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I bought a bunch of shirts. And then and they look I'm still I'm wearing one around them right now. Like they last so long and they fit so good and they feel so nice. And even when you get 
fat or skinny, they still look pretty good on you. You know? Ah, but... And I could have gone back to that other shop and been like, big mistake. Huge. And he'd be like, who are you? What mistake? What? <laughs> and I'd be walking down the street away from him, not listening to his confused replies, going, don't no, 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 pretty woman. Walk down the street, pretty woman. I bought three t-shirts, pretty woman. But, you know, that's giving that's giving your, your oppressor too much power. You can't do that. You can't let a man who hurts you live rent-free free up there in your mind forever. But clearly he has, because I'm remembering this two, two or three years later. <laughs> but I didn't go and try to exact my revenge. I mean, for all I know, this is a nice guy, and we just sort of caught each other on the wrong foot. That happens, ladies and gentlemen. It happens sometimes. So try not to think about it. And just try to muddle your way through this thing we call life. <laughs> okay. All right. Why is it called three? Th- Why is Pretty Woman called 3000? At the beginning of the film, Edward offers Vivian $3,000 to get her new wardrobe for their title charade. Charade? Charade? I feel like charade is better. And this tiny detail is where the film's original title came from. Well, Pretty Woman is better because Julia Roberts is a pretty woman. And um, <laughs> imagine if they named it after uh, after Richard Gere. Um, Wealthy John. <laughs> Wealthy John. Trying to hire a girlfriend to pretend that she's his fucking wife at a conference. People don't go to conferences anymore. Do 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 do. Wealthy John, pretty woman, broke hooker. <laughs> she just got a lot of cash. Doesn't have a drug problem somehow. She's just a regular gal. She just fell into it. She doesn't mind having sex for money. She's the most normal prostitute in the world. If you're a no- if you're a really normal prostitute with no drug habits and no no, I don't know. I've never met one. And I've met a couple of prostitutes. I'm going to say that out loud right now, okay? I've lived an interesting life so far. Um, If you're a really normal prostitute, email me and be honest. (laughs) Not that not that you're going to email in because I uh, I don't I don't have any listeners really, do I? Let's get let's continue. I don't know why I bother doing these things, putting the word out. No one ever emails me. (laughs) You you just like the guy in the t-shirt shop. All right, so, um, yeah, you can't, it's like, uh, what do you want to see? Because when you went to the movies, there's the marquee, and it just has the title, and you're like, what's that? And there's no, there's not necessarily a poster there. You're like, let's see a movie called 3000. It's a number. 3000 what? 3000 blows to the head? Awesome! 3000 bullets to the brain. From the movie. From the people that brought you 300 comes. 3000. There's ten times more. If they were to be decimated, there would be 2,700 of them, I think. Oh boy, don't check that math. Uh, yeah, you know, to, you know to be decimated means to be reduced by one-tenth? A smart man, who you may be aware of, told me that. I hope he's right, otherwise I look like a right dildo. Stupid dildo! All right. Well, that's interesting. Pretty Woman was almost called 3,000. All right, is there any more of these? 25. 
See, I really... Oh my god. Title of Return of the Jedi. Actual title, Blue Harvest. No, wait. Potential title. So that's that explains the Family Guy thing. Blue Harvest. Actual title, Return of the Jedi. Oh, why do they call it that? Why do they call it that? The fake title, Blue Harvest, during production. Leading journalists and fans of the series to believe Lucasfilm was working on a new horror film. Kept production on the film a secret and kept the costs low as well. Why would you do that? Don't keep the costs low. Make it expensive. That's an expensive looking film. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> they shot it in England where a man's worth twice as what he's paid. Because he has honor. I am a knight, but I am also a director of photography. Welcome to England. English film is very fine. Did they shoot in England? We shot in England for the uh, sequel. And I believe that uh, that the uh, Englishness comes across in it. And it's a really high quality production on all these films. And But um, I love shooting in England. Did they even shoot these films in England? I feel like they did. That would explain all the... Uh, the fascist British guys playing pseudo-space Nazis with their grey uniforms. Grey. Bunch of trendy TikTokers before there was TikTok viewed the interiors of those Star Destroyers and were like, that's like literally what I want my bedroom to look like. Except without the cool electro panels. Just like <clears throat> Blue Harvest. Alright, let's move on. <sighs> Moving on. This, like I say, the show, now that I've made the show for a while, I feel like it should be renamed The Jumping Off Point because that's what, that's what the show is. It's a jumping off point and then I just sit here and I jump off on it. Star Beast. Actual title, Alien. Whew. I dodged a bullet with that one. Star Beast. What is it? It's some kind of Star Beast. Star Beast. Basically, we're talking about a beast, but from the stars. Star beast. That's Ian Holm. We're talking about a star beast. <laughs> it's it's when there are star beasts around, young young Frodo Baggins. They do have to be extra careful. I love Ian Holm. He plays magical uncles quite well. Or in this movie, he kind of plays a bit of a bit of a psycho. He's great in this movie too. Ian Holm. Check him out. He's a great actor. Um, yeah, Starbeast. That really cheapens it. Surely, I mean, Alien, like, if you if you typed in Alien, as in the definition, like, Starbeast. Um, Starbeast became Alien. Xenomorph. I like that. I like that word. They could have called it Xenomorph. Xenomorph. Hmm. Starbeast. Part art film, part monster film. Alien. Alright. What else you got? How the, how the solar system was won. Actual title, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I, like, I kind of like that title. Because it's like colonizing... It's like colonizing space, like the Old West. Well, me and the family are thinking of going... To live on Saturn... Here and there's a good, uh, a good future in carbon mining out there. So I hopped aboard a spacecraft. I'm just doing the stu- the 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 South Park bit now, you know. I'm heading out California way, 
trying to find some internet. <laughs> I love that episode of, of South Park when um when the internet dies in their town and they all become like dust bowl depression era drifters. I heard about the heard about them being some internet up California way. Ain't no internet around here. They're just all searching for internet. <laughs> so they can jack off and stuff. How the West was won. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Well that's pretty cool. Alright, moving on. That's an ad. Estee Lauder. Everybody come to Rick's. Actual title, Casablanca. Well, I don't understand that one, so um, let's move on from that. Sounds alright. Black Mask. Actual title, Pulp Fiction. Hmm. Black Mask. Not bad, not bad. Pulp Fiction is a bit of an enigmatic title, dare I say it. That's okay. Wise Guy. Actual title, Goodfellas. Well, that's not too dissimilar, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Real World. Actual title, Reality Bites. Okay, that was a reality. They scrapped it when it, the reality TV series of the same name premiered in 1992. Okay, who cares? Moving on. The Lunch Bunch. Actual title, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> I don't like The Lunch Bunch. Can we, uh, what about The Lunch Club? I don't know. The word lunch, it just hits me all wrong. The dinner club. Yeah, but they're not really having dinner, are they? The breakfast club, then. Helen, you just gave me wood. The breakfast club it is. Do, no, no, do. Ha, 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 ha. Do, no, no, no. Don't you... See about me. All the best 80s songs came from, like, Norway, didn't they? I'll be along, dancing, you know it, baby. Maybe because they did barely know the language they're speaking, so it just comes out more, uh... More, uh, what's the word? Avant-garde. Won't you come see about me? What are you talking about? I'll be along, dancing, you know it, baby. Going to take you apart. They're great singers, though, unencumbered by such things as heart disease. They're all they're all eating salmon up there all the time, so they all sing like angels in Norway. Not a lot of people know that. Look at Anthony Michael Hall. He was so young. Now he just looks like a regular guy. <laughs> he just looks like someone's dad. All right. Um, take it like a man. Actual title, Boys Don't Cry. Okay, moving on. Twins. Actual title, Dead Ringers. Hmm. Okay. I thought Twins was a movie with Danny DeVito and, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, apparently the pitch for uh, the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger was this. Here's the pitch. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Twins. And this guy was just like, I love it. Let's do it. What were we thinking? Like 30 million? Yes. Yes. Cocaine ruled back then. All right, what else do you got? Um, the Body. Actual title, Stand By Me. I, I prefer that. I prefer that title. Stand By Me is like... It barely means anything in the context of this. Oh, Corey Feldman was in that movie. Oh, I get it now. Um, they just used the song Stand By Me. The Body. It is The movie is all about a body. 
It should be called The Body, but it sounds too thrillerish. So maybe Stand By Me is more like how it's like a coming of age film. All right, I get it. I get it. Shut up! <laughs> uh, my housemate just interjected by saying the body is too generic. Do you want to come in here, Edward? There's not, there's not really room, I guess. But <laughs> all right, I'm wrapping up anyway. <laughs> Why don't you come in here and you can do it? <laughs> He's giggling. Edward from down the hall makes a partial cameo. All right, point break. Actual uh, um, working title, Johnny Utah. My name is Johnny Utah, but my friends call me Point Break. That's dumb. I don't care. Moving on. I like his car. Uh, teenage sex comedy that can be made for under $10 million that your reader will love, but the executive will hate. Edgy. Actual title, American Pie. You know they were never going to make that. This movie's going to be legendary. Wow, they're all so young. I really miss my chance to be a teen movie star. I'm not that young anymore. Shit. Moving on. Dairy Queens. Actual title, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I've never even heard of that movie. Moving on. Fear and Trembling. Actual title, Vertigo. Well, Fear and Trembling is a, is a, is a symptom of Vertigo, if you ask me. <laughs> Jimmy, The picture is of Jimmy Stewart sort of looking towards the camera. He's driving a car. He's, it looks like instead of a steering wheel, he's holding a pizza. Because it's just like, it's a huge steering wheel. Oh, steering wheels have got to be big if you're going to turn them without the, without the, without the, without the power steering. His steering wheel's so big, it's, it just about reaches his chin. That's how you know the car's quality, man. A steering wheel's the size of a dinner, dinner plate. That's too small. Ugh, I'm ruining this whole joke. Moving on. What's going on? Did I finish? Is that it? I, I guess I guess I'm out. How long? Oh, we've been going for over an hour. It's a special long episode of whatever. All right, all right. Let's close it out. Let's end the episode. Look, if you have her a mother and she's not awful, give her a big kiss for me, because I'm going away now. Um, and if you don't know what that means, I can't help you. And you can take that to the bank and smoke it. This has been whatever with Christopher. And goodbye. That'll do. Goodbye.